Do you love listening to podcasts and want an easy app to listen to your favorites? Pocket Cast was recognized by Wired Magazine as the podcast app every iPhone user needs. Download Pocket Cast today from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store or on the web at pocketcast.com where you can listen to the MT Sports Show, the place to get all of your Michigan football game reviews, recruiting takes, and all of the latest news on your Michigan Wolverines. Welcome back to the MT Sports Show and um, coming back to you and uh, Michigan Sports is in full flux right now. I, feel, I just I don't know why, but I feel it. You know, it's not football season and it's not basketball season, but Michigan baseball is playing right now. We don't really talk about Michigan baseball, but um, they are definitely doing pretty well right now as they're in the uh, super regional. So kudos to them for um, winning last night. Um, but we're going to be talking about Michigan football starting off. Um, one news story that was bigger than is probably one of the bigger news stories that has, has came out in at least a month or so is regarding Michigan's football team is um, a transfer Oliver Martin now we see transfers all the time like when I say all the time it, that seems like really yeah it, it's crazy we see it we see it way too much and uh the thing with Oliver Martin, I thought he might get into that spot to wide receiver group, but we've seen so many wide receivers from Michigan transfer and and not get where they're supposed to be. And we think, hey, they're going to do really great, and then all of a sudden they get lost in that depth chart and they end up transferring or don't play. So um, what I guess... Thoughts on Alan Martin transferring, and uh, where do you think Michigan go, goes from here? Uh, my thoughts on the Alan Martin transfer, um, you know, at first in my scene, I was like, man, you know, I really wish, you know, this kid, you know, he had he had the talent. I mean, I just wish, you know, he kind of stuck it out, you know, for a couple years and, you know, see where the offense is going. And, you know, obviously with that new – speed and space, you know, obviously, you know, he probably could have got a lot of, uh, you know, play time, but, uh, you know, obviously with, you know, Mike uh, Sedateri coming in and, you know, Gerald Jackson coming in, you know, obviously, and, you know, with Peoples and, you know, the depth that we have at wideout, you know, he kind of got lost to that depth and, you know, I feel like, you know, with Mike Sedateri, you know, he's been obviously having one hell of a, you know, offseason, you know, putting in the practices, the work, you know, People are, people are expecting him to be, you know, a big breakout this year, you know, as a freshman, along with Giles, even though Giles is not in school yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big – it's kind of a big blow because I thought he was going to be that that next guy, you know, that next slot receiver because he had some good some good games, you know, when he played. But, obviously, he got lost in that death, and, you know, obviously he wanted to go somewhere where he could, you know – uh, play well the player that you're referring to is Mike Sainer still so yeah, um, yeah, yeah yeah him him he's playing he's playing well 
I think that what's going to happen probably with him is he probably will play the first four games and then you don't want to burn that red shirt. I wouldn't, wouldn't think they'd want to. Um, just because given the depth next year, wide receiver isn't going to be like they lose DPJ and Nico, I would say those two, and then possibly Tariq. So I, I could see Tariq coming back for another year unless he has a huge season um, this year. Um, then I don't. I would say, hey, just go on with that and go to try to go get drafted, um, and then then don't don't register him. But I mean, the way Michigan is recruiting receivers, it seems like it seems like it's fine that they burn his redshirt. Um, I'm not really too concerned with it if he's playing well. But uh, right, I know that he'll play early in, in some games. But um, but with the Oliver Martin situation, he was wavering on his, him transferring. Like, he left Michigan, like, just whatever visit, like, went home or whatever and whatnot. Came back and, um, like, he wavered with his him staying or not. Like, he was in he was at practice and then they, they posted a picture when they, the whole crew was at B-dubs. And then, mm-hmm. um, I guess, like, him coming back on Monday, like, no one, I guess, People didn't see him for a few days, and then he was practiced, and then all of a sudden, he like he he, he just decided to um, let the staff know that hey, it's he's going to explore different options, which you know, tough. But I, I think that there's some yeah. guys that are in the depth chart right now that are just just passing him, and uh, it's, it's uh, not necessarily a bad thing because Michigan wide receivers. Um, are really talented, DPJ and Nico mm-hmm. Collins, they have a couple, but I'm surprised he didn't he didn't do more in spring when you had Nico and DPJ out. Um, right. Now, did he see the writing on the wall? Did he see, like, wow, this freshman coming in is just stellar? Is that, where do I stand? I mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a high possibility. He's like, well... Maybe I should transfer, and maybe he, he probably wound up going back back home. I would think, but tough tough right. loss a little bit. But a lot of people are yeah. just like throwing negative comments out there, like, "Well, he was, oh, he was down he's in the depth chart." With, I'm like, "Well, he maybe he was, but like, it, he had the opportunity yeah. to succeed at Michigan. He just yeah, because this would have been his third third year, so yeah, exactly. I mean, it goes it goes the same way with you know with the quarterback competition or the, at these schools. I mean, you put in the work and all that, you know, you could be, I mean, obviously you looked at the situation. I mean, there's a bunch of situations that go on with this, you know, but you see these transfers who are mostly, you know, grad transfers, you know, who graduated school early and all that. And they want to play, you know, another two years and all that. But obviously seeing a freshman, obviously just transferring, you know, obviously he was getting out performing and all that, but that doesn't mean, you know, you should throw negative comments and all that, you know. Well, I just think that if a kid wants to go play somewhere else oh, yeah. at a different different school, that's that's fine. But I think if a kid gets there and he, he wants to transfer within a week, that's ridiculous. But um that's like getting there and being like well, that's one of the things we've never really. I mean, that's like now. Now we really see what the transfer portal is 
done to college football. Now, not that it yeah. didn't do much when it first started, but now that we see that, it was like, <laughs> wow, it's. Uh, and it, I don't even really think it has to do anything with the transfer portal. I think it has to do with some of these kids' personalities and their, their uh, well, whatever. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, at the end of the day, let these kids mm-hmm. go if they want to go play somewhere else. But with Oliver Martin, the situation is a lot different than most situations because yeah. this would have been Oliver Martin's third year on campus. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought he it was ta- he's talented. Obviously, I think he's talented. But oh, yeah, at the same at the same time, I think he might have won. He I, he probably thought he should have been one number one or two guy, and he maybe he was three or four. So um, right, but. Hopefully, wish him the best of luck, and um, it's not that huge of a deal. Because like at, like at Penn State, they have, I think this 2019 transfer portal. They have 16 guys in their transfer portal, so this transfer portal is allowing. It's almost like a it's almost like a one and done. Like look at it's almost like you looking at Kentucky, like like our Duke, how they cycle players out so quickly. Like hey, you know what? I think you're ready for the NBA draft, even though they yeah. may not be. They kind of push them out a little bit, and hey, let's you can you, you'll get drafted, just so they can get another cycle of players in there. This transfer portal is actually kind of doing the same thing, like just mm-hmm. getting the next batch of players in there, getting so you can over so you can sign up to 25 players or um, look at Alabama. I don't think they've ever signed below 25 players in a class, but. Mm-hmm. So, nope. Uh, new thing of college football is taking me by storm. Uh, moving on now, um, uh, we don't really have too much football. A lot of our news is going to be uh, centered on the forefront of basketball. So, and Michigan football is it's approaching. I mean, we got about ninety days, but still, there's just not too many big news things like we're just kind of waiting to see what Josh Gass is going to do what, what I mean what's his offense going to look like I think a lot of people are just waiting for that obviously you have recruiting and things like that I think Andrew Rame off of the tackle out of Oklahoma taking a visit to Michigan uh, Jordan Morant safety just put Michigan in his top five so recruiting is always going to be there um, but basketball or football our last football news Brandon Peters Michigan quarterback or standout High school, Avon, Indiana. He's we, we know that he's transferring, but these are the schools that he's visiting. Tell us, tell me what you think of these schools that he's choosing to visit. And no, no hate on him. Don't I guess just tell me what you think. Uh, Miami of Ohio, Illinois, and Bowling Green. The schools that Brandon Peters is choosing, is choosing to, to visit. No, really. I mean, there's no Purdue in there, anything like that, or Indiana. Kind of no. surprised. Yeah, um, Illinois. The old yeah. Lovey Smith. Now, uh, I mean. That might not be a bad fit for Brandon Peters because, let me tell you something. No. They have they have that I Luke mean, Ford come, kid coming in, that tight end that's mm-hmm. going to be stellar. Then just, I think just landed the kid, Mookie, uh, another athlete at a. Uh, Missouri, I can't remember his name, but he's supposed to be pretty good. So, yeah, wasn't he? Well, they is that the five star uh, player they recruited? It was like their first five star receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. Um, no, I mean, I mean, they're not bad schools. I mean, obviously, 
with, you know, Miami, Ohio, and Bowling Green, you know, they're the MAC. You know, obviously, the MAC's no slouch when it comes to their conference. Obviously, the MAC has proven, you know, they can play with anyone. Um, Illinois, you know, they're, I, I don't want to say they're on the come up, but, you know, they've got something. They're a long way from where where they would like to be, but, you know. Like when get, they were with Juice Williams kind of area when they had Juice, Juice Williams. Yeah, was... with Juice Williams, you know, obviously with Brandon Peters, you know, if he does win the, you know, the uh, competition, you know, becomes a starting quarterback, obviously he knows the Big Ten and all that. So, you know, that might give him a little juice, you know, maybe get him six wins in a bowl. But, oh, juice. I mean. Uh, juice. <laughs> juice. But, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you know, they're not bad schools. I mean, he has a shot in all three. I mean, I don't know the quarterback situation at Miami, Ohio, or Bowling Green, but. I mean, I mean, good for him. I mean, I wish him the best of luck. I definitely do too. And I, I, given his um, his talent in high school and things like that, um, mm-hmm. it's. I hope he succeeds. And it just is unfortunate that that the way it turned out at Michigan. But it, it's, it's that's happening all the time. You guys are. Uh, it's a constant uh, jockeying position for to see mm-hmm. who's going to start. You don't just you don't just step on campus day one and. You're, you're a starting quarterback. Like, even Trevor Lawrence, like, he didn't step on campus the first week and was, like, he was behind, what, Kelly Bryant. And then, you know, he eventually worked his way in there. But, um, yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, it goes like that. Obviously, you know, Kelly Bryant, you know, ended up transferring after the fourth game or fifth game because, obviously, you know, Dabble Sweeney saw, you know, Clemson's offense is better with Trevor Lawrence. It's like it's like Jacob Eason for Georgia when then when Jacob Eason yep. went down, Fromm went in, stepped up and played great, and then never looked back. Eason look at uh, look at look at yeah, like at Kaepernick in uh, NFL. Like I mean, obviously Kaepernick isn't playing, which is I think is is a absolutely just ridiculous. But yeah, um, look at you know when Alex Smith down, Kaepernick stepped in and boom, you know, mm-hmm. so it's. It's uh, you're only once you're only that one step away from uh, um, getting an opportunity. So, um, but anyways, moving on. Um, what's the best luck to Brandon Peters? Uh, moving on for Michigan basketball news. Michigan, uh, Juwan Howard is seems like he's hit the ground running. Um, he's offered two prospects. Um, he's offered uh, Jasper Christopher. His first scholarship offer, shooting got out of California. Kid I'm not familiar with, so can't lie. Um, and then his most recent offer, the top 50 shooting small forward, uh, Jabri, Jabri Abdur Rahim. And he also may know he's the son of former NBA star Sharif Abdur Rahim, which played for the Grizzlies. Yeah. So that, I like that one because I think Howard could maybe, that would be a kid maybe Howard could land. Uh, given yeah. Howard's expertise and, and his relationship with the with the, um, the NBA, so and recruiting, so yeah. that's uh, that's uh, news there. Um, and then um, we talked about recruiting. Obviously, is going to be uh, I think mm-hmm. one of Jalen uh, or Jawan Howard's I guess either toughest parts to. to 
I guess, transition into. And also, I like, I'm telling it really intriguing. Like, I think he's going to do well, but I think it's also going to be a, a test for him. So, I think it's going to be a test for him. I mean, IRC is going to be tested for him for the first year. But, I mean, IRC, with him hiring, you know, Phil, you know, Phil Martini or Marelli from, you know, St. Joe's, you know, obviously with his coaching experience and recruiting for like 30 some years, yeah. you know, I, I think it'd be, easy, I think it'd be an easy transition for him. And obviously having Saudi still on the bench and all that. Yep. So Michigan confirmed uh, this yesterday or day before, uh, Saudi Washington, um, Phil Montelli and Howard Easley are all confirmed assistance. Howard Easley actually played with Jalen Rose in high school. Yep. That's also high school. So you, what you benefit from that is easily can recruit the Detroit area better. And I think Michigan needs to get a lot better at recruiting the Detroit area and getting these, some of these kids that are inner city, Flint or whatever, to come to Michigan. Uh, but it's not as easy as you may think it would be. But they all confirm those guys are on staff. Um, DeAndre Haynes, Haynes uh, departing. Um, and then they just released sources, um, released that Mark Turgeon has hired Haynes. So good for him. Um, getting a job right away. He's, he's a terrific motivator and a terrific, uh, coach to, um, like the young kids. So, um, let's see here. Um, Michigan basketball. Like I said, there's a lot. Um, Phil Martelli. The, the, that hire, um, he's had a tremendous amount of success with St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say it's a tremendous amount, and I'm not saying it's consistent, but I'm saying it's tremendous as far as his the way he coaches and the way he can um, relate to kids and the way he his experience. He's a lot of experience as a coach, so I think that benefits Michigan really well. Um, you know, I think you probably remember back in 0304, Jamil Nelson, Jameer Nelson, Galante West, yep. Elite Eight. I remember that oh, watching yeah. that team, and I was like, "Wow, this, this team's good." I remember Jameer Nelson more than Delonte West, just because I think Jameer Nelson was the better player on that team. I think. Yeah. Um, but definitely great, and also John Sanderson staying as the strength conditioning coach. That's amazing. But uh, what's your thoughts on Martelli, the Martelli hire and the, uh, the Easley hire? I mean, I think they're obviously. I think they're great, Howard. Uh, great hirings by you know by Juan Howard. You know, obviously with Juan Howard, Matt, you know, being this his first Dude, coaching gig. Uh, Juwan, um, it's Juwan. Are you you must. It's this early for you, man. It's, it's Juwan. I said Juwan. I said Juwan. <laughs> no, I thought you said. I thought you said Juan. I was like, Tyler must be. No, like, I said Juwan. You know, long, long, you know, long night on Friday. Now you're good. Uh, but yeah, I said Juwan. Um, yeah. Obviously, good hires by Juwan. Um, with his, with this being his first head coaching gig, uh, you know, obviously he's had the assistant coach for a while, you know, down in Miami, so he knows what he sees and what what he likes, and you know, other coaches obviously with being coached by Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra and all that. So you know, going out and getting you know Phil from St. Joe's, which I thought was was I I was sad when he got fired. I was like, wow. And then uh, obviously, you know, easily, you know, I think these are great hires. You know, obviously, Phil's gonna be one hell of a teacher for these kids. You know, mm-hmm. he's, I think so. 
you know, he, he's been in the game for 20-some years. You know, he, he knows the in and out, you know. So, I think I think these are A-plus tires by Juwan. You know, I'm interested to see what philosophy that these coaches bring to Michigan. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to change drastically. And John Beeline brought something great to Michigan. And they don't necessarily have to mimic what John Beeline did. I think a lot of people are. I think Juwan's so going to. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think Juwan's going to bring that Miami Heat, you know, culture, you know, how the Heat play, you know, they're always tough, gritty, and, you know, they're always getting after you and all that. And maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of the top five, you know, back in the day. It depends on who they, you know, land in the recruiting trail and all that. <laughs> definitely, definitely possible. Um, with whatever they do, I think Jawan Howard is will um, definitely have his work cut out for him. Though I think whatever he does, mm-hmm. he's gonna have to hit the ground running. And it looks like he's done that as far as recruiting and hiring, filling out the rest of the staff. <clears throat> I don't know if they're gonna add any more. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but I think the way his, his access and always in his philosophy are going to be the most interesting thing that he has to work on. And, 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 uh, I think it's, you know, it's almost like when, when, uh, when Lloyd Carr was the coach and then, you know, they went to Rich Rod, like people are like, well, you know, you're like John Beeline's like kind of like the Lloyd Carr kind of thing. Um, and that's to say like they're anyway, like the similar, I'm just saying like the way, Lloyd yeah. Carr was there, and all of a sudden he went to Rich Rod. It was like going from, was, you know, was a, a cheeseburger. Che- it was going to like from like a cheeseburger to like an apple, or an apple to a cheeseburger. I'm sorry. So it's like, um, that was a reach. I felt like. Well, I know we we all we all. I'm just saying, like, uh, we we well, all. No, think it I, was, I, I completely agree with I, you, man. I, I'm just. I meant, I meant, I meant like. like no, yeah. I meant like I was talking about Juwan Howard. He doesn't necessarily have to do what exact thing what John Beeline does. Like no, Beeline no, had no, a good, no. good Beeline had a good team defensively and and things like yeah. that. Um, but I think Michigan needs to obviously just see what Howard can do in his first year. I think this first year is kind of like a and I don't expect him to have a stellar season or anything like that. They have some talent coming back. But I don't expect them to make a deep run in the NCAA the tournament. If they make it to the Sweet 16, that would be a success. Even if they made it to the NCAA tournament and won a game, I think that would be great. But uh, We'll see what he can do first year. But uh, great for him getting on the recruiting trail and handing out offers because that's really the name of the game is doing that. Um, and they're and both they five still aren't they? I believe so, but they're still underclassmen right yeah. now, so I think they're, oh, yeah. um, they're still got some time to fill out. Um, moving on, though, 7th uh, Woods was considering schools, put Michigan in the top three, and um, when I made this list, I had to revise it a few times, and he ended up choosing South Carolina. Not a shock. Figured he'd choose <laughs> I figured he'd choose South Carolina and not Gonzaga or Michigan. Um, <laughs> Jalen Wilson will reannounce his commitment um, the 12th uh, 2 p.m. via his Instagram, Twitter which you have um, North Carolina, Kansas, and Michigan appear to be the schools he's deciding between 
thoughts. I think Michigan's going to be able to retain his commitment. Obviously, he still he was signed. They didn't. I don't think they released his um, scholarship. Something tells me that he might stay with Michigan, but I don't. I don't know. I think it's kind of weird that he. Hold on. I think it's kind of weird that he visited Kansas and North Carolina. It's like okay, well, now I'm going to go there. It just uh, it seems like that would be the case, but yeah. I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards him. You know, staying with Michigan. Obviously, you know, when when he announces his commitment and reopen his, you know, his uh, recruitment. You know, he wanted to see. Obviously, yeah, what Michigan was going to do, who they're going to bring in for a coach, and all that. And, you know, there's some cryptic tweets out, you know, once they hired Juwan, you know, he was liking, you know, what Michigan did and all that. And then, obviously, you know, I feel the same way with you, you know, visiting Kansas and North Carolina, you know, obviously, with those two being, you know, one of the top powerhouses, especially on the recruiting trail and all that, you know, it kind of kind of left a, a hole in the hole his recruitment and then now you know with him and out between the three schools including Michigan you know I feel like maybe he's going to stay with Michigan after they hired Juwan I don't know something something tells me he he might stick with Michigan but I guess if you had to give me like a, a take on it right now like what I think he's really going to do I think he's probably like 60, probably like 70, 30, another school, either North Carolina or Kansas. I would think Kansas. And I thought Kansas even more so when his friend RJ Hampton was supposed to go to Kansas, but elected to go overseas. I'm like, well, still possibility he might go to Kansas. But is North Carolina filled at that position? I don't know. I think... And I haven't really looked at their spots and their, what their what their uh, what's going on with their recruiting situation and their scholarship offers. So obviously, if he's visiting those, visiting those schools, he's. Um, but I just I think it's kind of weird that like, do you really build that relationship with a few coaches over the la- la- last couple of weeks and like, hey, I know for sure I'm going to go there. I mean, I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe it's, it's definitely every kid's different, man. It's. I mean, Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you know, you start, you start, you start having, you know, thoughts, you know, once, you know, obviously, you talk to, you know, these coaches and all that, and then obviously, you know, the coaches depart, you know, then you're like, oh, wow, okay, so what, what, what am I going to do now? I mean, you know, I built, I built a trust with, you know, with these coaches, you know, I felt comfortable, you know, I felt like this was family. And then obviously, you know, one of your family members just leave, and you know it's like okay, so I'm gonna you know try this again. But you know, I feel like you know maybe with you know Saudi, maybe Saudi, you know, stayed in touch with you know Jalen. Obviously, you know maybe Zach Jackson, you know, probably talked to him. And obviously, you know, once Howard got the job, you know, he looked he looked at who Michigan had committed and he, he probably reached out to Jalen and told him you know hey this is what we would like for you you know to stay here you know this is what we're going to be doing and all this you know try to get that trust right off the bat once he got the job 
I think that he can they can mold Jalen Wilson into a really great player, but it um, it's obviously just how comfortable Jalen Wilson feels with his uh, him staying with Michigan and Howard being on there. Um, we'll see um, on Wednesday. Let's say gut gut feeling he doesn't stick with Michigan, but I but hopefully he does. Hopefully he does, and and Howard has talked to him enough and. Kind of re-recruited him to Michigan. Um, kind of very unfortunate situation with John Beeline leaving it. It kind of left a lot of people in the dark a little bit, and um, I didn't think it was it a was, huge. I didn't think it was a bad exit by John Beeline, but it definitely was kind was of one of those ones that maybe could have, maybe he could have went about it a little differently. Uh, but yeah, at the I end mean, of the day, go ahead. I was just saying, I knew what just what you said. I was like, it was bad timing. It was, it was it was too short a time. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Um, but over those days, uh, Michigan's got to fill some scholarship offers for sure. Um, you have maybe Franz Wagner, Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner's Mo Wagner's brother, um, possibly uh, being uh, possibly going to be coming to Michigan. Well, that would be great to see another. Mo Wagner, I think people will just even hate Michigan even more just because <laughs> Mo, Mo's brother. But um, anyways, people are going to hate Michigan at, regardless. Right. I just think Mo Wagner is maybe. We got the Fab Five, five coming back. Come on now. <laughs> well, you have a piece of it, but I guess. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, well. Move. Yes, I, I, I expect Jalen and Reggie and or Jimmy and. Chris Webber be all at the games now. <laughs> all right. That's definitely for sure. Um, I don't like like Howard said. He's not coming back to raise banners. He's not coming back to no. do this. He's coming back to coach. So good for him. Yep. Um, I wish yep. him the best, and uh, we'll see what he has in the bag for Michigan. I don't think he's going to recruit like Penny. Um, like I say that, but I think he's going to be able to recruit pretty well. I think Penny Hardaway is is way different than Juwan Howard. Way different. Way different. Well, I mean, if you, <laughs> I, I kind of, I mean, it, it's still time to tell. But you know, obviously with Penny, obviously coaching the AAU in high school. You know, he's been around these kids. Uh, What's well, like Jerry Stackhouse and Jerry Stackhouse? Said he almost got Brendan Ingram to come to North Carolina because he was. Because he was not, he was around that area, so it's like I mean, now he developed these relationships with these kids. Juwan Howard hasn't right. been around the AAU circuit like Penny Hardaway has, as no. not as long. Now Juwan Howard has no, no. has his two sons that are in that circuit, so um, we'll see. Uh, moving on, um, 2019-2020 season, three point line is being moved back to NCAA. Just announced recently to yeah. 22 feet. And three and a half, three, three fourths inches or whatever, uh, from from twenty point point nine, where it has been since oh eight season. Maybe it was Steph Curry is the reason why they moved up. I'm pretty sure. No. Now we're gonna be no, watching uh, the college games and everyone's gonna be pulling out like stuff. Right, Division two and Division three, we moved back that distance in 2020 and 2021. So, quick take on it. Don't get, don't give me, a, don't give me a novel on what your take is on um, the three point line move, being moved back. 
I, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> Everyone wants to be like Steph. Uh, before you had Steph, <laughs> you had you had a kid named JJ Reddick. First off, okay. JJ, JJ Reddick was, was, was a way he, better was, shooter than Steph. Was he shooting Steph back Curry. there, or he was, or was he was just taking shots when there's like three people on him? Well, I don't know <laughs> where I don't know where um, three point line was at in two thousand three, two thousand four. <laughs> um, they was probably. I don't know where it was at. I don't know, 20, 20 feet. 20 feet is not very far from the basket. That's not very far from the basket. I realize that. <laughs> I can hit that. Nah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess, I guess it's going to be, our, I mean, I guess not, you know, nowadays, you know, I feel like people are taking a lot more threes, obviously. I mean, well, I feel like sooner or later, what's that? They need to get this the game close as they can get to the NBA level. More, the NBA three point line is, is going to be what like an inch away from what is it like when it moved to 2019, 20, in twenty twenty to twenty two feet. It'll be roughly is what the NBA line is. It needs to be that way now. Like when Steph Curry was in college, twenty feet is not that far from. Have you ever shot an eighteen footer? That's only you know two I, feet out from I've the three point line. That's, that's <laughs> It's it's not crazy to think like and and Steph Curry his game was modeled off of guys pushing him off the three point line and as soon as they did that he just would create a shot and just shoot I mean yep um, so that's how he benefited from players doing that from him and look mm-hmm. at Jimmy Fredette in college I mean like <laughs> he was shooting way back way further away um, but, are we talking about the Jimmy Fredette in college or the Jimmy Fredette from China. College. We're talking about college. We're not talking about NBA. We're talking about college. Yeah. So I think that it's good for them to get this the game closer to what the NBA is doing. I guess. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to be mimic the NBA, but um, try to get a little bit closer to what the NBA is doing. Like thirty second shot clock, three point line. It's, they should move the the foul situation to what six. Was it? So, yeah. Was it the? Uh, I think was it? I think college, they reset the shot clock to uh, twenty. Like once you get an offensive board or something, the shot clock re- resets to like twenty. And the NBA is fourteen, so it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, it's close. So, um, like I said, getting the, <clears throat> the 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 two sports really similar in high school needs to be. What <laughs> closer to the college game? High school is just a joke when it comes to rules and stuff like that. But um, anyway, just one of those news that the NCAA decided to do. I think it's great um, to change it, and it, I think it benefits the game because the game you don't have guys just just hitting threes. Like oh, there's so many teams out there that shoot the ball from the three point line so well, and you move that back you know, to two feet, almost at uh, two feet. I mean. And we haven't seen really, we haven't seen that many guys like Steph Curry and Steph Curry that could just absolutely just score. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't seen guys that could just absolutely dominate from the three-point line like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, uh, we'll see. We'll see if the the increase or the decrease in three-point makes is what's going to happen. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, moving on. 
Michigan, Louisville, and the Big Ten ACC Matt Challenge. Um, uh, they just announced that uh, recently. Um, last matchup was 2017. Michigan advanced. Um, Michigan State plays Duke. Uh, this will be Yay. in East Lansing. That game will be in East Lansing, which is first time since 2003, two, three, so which Ooh. is crazy. Okay. Um, so, which is good. I think it's good for Michigan and Louisville to play. Um, and, and Duke and MSU have been playing for the last couple, three, four years and not in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, but only played in the Champions Classic um, a few times. Yeah. Um, Duke, I think, has won most of those matchups. I think um, Coach, Coach K has got the better of time as though most matchups um, as though Michigan State got the better of Duke this, this past year in the lead eight. Um, but look at this. Both Michigan and Michigan State are a combined 16 and 21 in this challenge. Hmm. Not very, not very good. <laughs> wow. <Not> very, <laughs> Not very good. Not very good at all. No, that's, um, that's no. <laughs> underperforming. Um, but yeah. do these tournaments really mean a crazy amount? Mm. Not really. But they really. give you an opportunity to play good, to good competition, though. Like yeah. That's one thing about yeah. Michigan State, I will say this, though. Tom is just... Plays. He'll just in the regular season. They'll just play a bunch of non-conference teams that are like really, really good. It doesn't even matter if they lose or win. Like he, I don't. <laughs> you can learn a lot from losing. So it's like, yes, you can. It would be beneficial to get your team to play, go out into these Maui Classics and these Champions Classics and playing them, and and, and you can play the best players. Um, you learn about you learn about your players and a lot about your. Your coaching staff. So, mm-hmm. thoughts on the thoughts on, thoughts on the challenge? You like it? I mean, I, I enjoy. It. I mean, I, I enjoy watching. You know, the challenge. I mean, obviously, you know, who Michigan plays. You know, obviously, they got Louisville this year, and I I find it fun. I mean, I think the Big Ten won it last year or a couple of years ago. I think, la- they, I think last year. I think last year they did. They did win last year. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think they did too. So I mean, I I find I find these you know these early season you know challenges like this you know the Big Ten, ACC, and RC, the Big Twelve, and SEC. You know, I find these you know these challenges or these you know little tournaments fun between you know two two very you know good conferences. You know, the Power Five. Exactly. Um, great for competition, and uh, Big Ten's always seemed like they've. Competed pretty well with the ACC. I do think the ACC is the better conference, uh, yeah. as far as yeah. not like I mean, not like I don't know if top to bottom they are, but I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's really hit. You, every season's different, but I mean, yeah, it is. Like you have Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, Louisville, Syracuse. Florida State, Florida State, Syracuse. I mean, I mean Boston, Col- Boston College. I mean, they've got a lot of good teams that are just always seems like they consistently do well. Um, yep. But 
that's that's the news they released. Uh, cool. That's great. Um, we'll probably see that game here <laughs> December. <laughs> and that's um, in that's in Louisville. Is that Louisville, isn't it? Michigan plays at Louisville, don't it? Think so. Don't don't quote me on that. I don't didn't look. Um, anything I can't confirm is uh, definitely just okay. take it with the take it with the grain of salt for right now. Because I mean, you can go look. I think they do play at Louisville, but uh, I wish they play at Michigan. Um, and Trey Burke could come back and get a block. But anyways, um, last news on the show before we end. Um, I forgot it. It was so down the rundown. I said we're gonna start with football, but. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, Nico Collins, DPJ, according to Josh Gaddis, are healthy. Um, I definitely think these two guys will be an integral part in Michigan's success on offense this year. Um, quote Gaddis, he still, however, sees room for improvement and said it was unfortunate that DPJ and Collins were out for this spring. Um, I'll say this. He's going to demand the best out of this wide receiver group given his right. his experience and what he's seen Jerry Judy and and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of these other guys at Penn State. So it's like he if he sees room for improvement with these guys, it, it, it's not to say they're they're behind, but I think DBJ and Collins kinda of might be a little bit behind because they missed them all most of spring. So they're trying to get more yeah. more acclimated. And healthy is the big key. Healthy. Oh, yeah. So which he's going to demand the best out of these guys, which is good, is where they were at last year with Jim McElwain, and I think Jim McElwain did an amazing job with the, that group. He did. I think they... He did. If they, don't, if they don't get... If they don't elevate above what he did, I would be just kind of disappointed. But well, I think they will, though. I think they'll be absolutely... I think they will, too. Obviously, you know, with guys, you know, like you said, you know, coming from... Penn State and obviously Alabama, you know, with Jerry Judy and all that and what he did last year for the Crimson Tide, even though, you know, I felt like they ran the ball more, but, you know, Jerry right. Judy was was one of their, you know, top productive receivers and then with, you know, the other guys they had, but, you know, he expects Nico and DPJ, you know, to be, you know, above. Entry, entry, you know, entry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he expect you know, he wants to see these guys, you know, I mean, we all do. We all want to see, you know, obviously the whole Michigan uh, team and all that to succeed. But, you know, when he said, you know, with them missing practice or, you know, whole the whole spring and all that, you know, he sees improvement, improvement. You know, like he wants he wants these receivers to be close to a thousand yard receivers and all that. And I, you know, I feel like, you know, that, that can happen, to, you know, depending on what, the offense looks like, you know, Nico, DPJ, even, even Tariq, you know, these are, you know, these are really good athletic receivers that Michigan has. Yep. Utilize them just as long as they're mm-hmm. utilized the way that, that everyone wants to. And at the end of the day, you're not going to make everyone happy. Like a, a player could drop a ball, a drop a ball. And I think people would just, freak out <laughs> like oh he right. dropped it oh dope. just get him out of the game put put Sandra still in there I uh, just uh, I mean like it's before the season even starts people are just like going up a wall and it's like oh my gosh it's not even I can't even remember what, imagine what people 
are going to think like Michigan doesn't have the season they thought they were going to have because like I don't necessarily like it because like everyone's they're so hyped and passionate. It's great, but don't get like that the whole the whole off season just to throw negative stuff out and be so critical of the team and the season. That's just like right. Don't do one or the other. Right, like, and you know I'm obviously you know I don't. You know, I, I I get pumped during the off season, you know, with what they're doing and who they bring in and all that. But you know, I wait. You know, I don't I don't negative you know talk or anything. Like I wait till the season plays out. It's like, well, you know, obviously, you know, we got new new system. You know, obviously, players are injured. Players, you know, can't play for some reason and all this. So you know, you're off. You have to shift your offense around a bit and all that. Like I don't know that. I mean, obviously. With the news, I, I don't know if we brought it up already, but, you know, our running backs, you know, with Chris Evans, you know, being out for the whole season, you know. No, I didn't. True Wilson's, True Wilson's going to, you know, start, you know, they expect, you know, Chardonnay, you know, get plenty of touches and all that. But, you know, I just wait till the season plays out. You know, obviously Michigan has a tough schedule this year, like they always do. But, you know. Yeah, they always do, it seems like. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to negative talk, you know, these young kids. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, everyone's critical of uh, either yep. their own team, team, and um, and it's fine to do that to an extent. Um, but I didn't really, I didn't talk about the Chris Evans, Evans news just because some people just take it, it overboard. Right. But I didn't talk about the Evans news because one a, um, I yeah, cause it's up my mind, and b, I thought people already knew that he wasn't going to be coming back this year, oh, regardless yeah, no. of them them confirming it or not. I didn't think that he was going to come back this year, anyways. Possibly next year, I would, I would like to, but you know, a whole year is a lot, a long time to not, or even two, actually two years, um, really to not even play football. Is yeah, and I mean, the college, a, college or NFL. So it's that's a long, a long time, time. football. Yeah, and I, I admire his his determination and is not not willing to give up and staying in an arbor and getting a job and, and working out with a private you know trainer and stuff like that I, I commend him for that and I hopefully that pays off but I think he's just got to get right with his academics first before he does anything else and I think right. that if he did, if he gets right with that if he gets right with his academics and he chooses to stay at Michigan I think that he, he'll play next year but I mean, he's got to understand that he's got to come in there and just work relentlessly because you got Charbonnet in there now. You've got Christian Turner in yep. there. Um, Michigan's yep. going to keep recruiting running backs. I mean, they're not going to. Mm-hmm. So, man, it's just a cycle that never stops with college athletics or NFL or any yep. sport. You just, you're not like, you're always, someone's always going to be competing with you and, and pushing you. And if you're not ready to respond or if you're, if you're not tough, Mentally, and he could right exactly. He can go the JUCO route. You know, most of these college players go the JUCO route. You know, once their grades aren't you know up there and all that, and they come back and you know they play. And maybe he should. Maybe he could or should do that. I think he would absolutely like tear it up in the JUCO route. I think. But Cam Newton did. <laughs> yeah, 
And he came back yeah, and won the national championship. <laughs> yeah, he was at Blinn for a very, very short time, like all these other mm-hmm. Juco guys are. Um, you know, yep. so, uh, but Juco has been a lot more popularized. And it's got a lot more notoriety because yeah. given the last chance to you and stuff. But again, last chance or last chance to you isn't the first time. Like these, there's been Juco. Juco has been around for a while, and a lot of kids have yep. taken advantage of that. And uh, before the show. Um, which is probably one of my favorite shows, by the way. But, um, but anyways, that's going to do it for us um, today. Lots to talk about. I think it's going to keep like this. We'll have more and more to talk about each episode. I don't want to jump on an episode where we only have one or two things to talk about. Um, that's right. breaking news. If it's breaking news, like John B. Lane left, we, okay, we kind of really no choice. But... Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Um, Michigan baseball plays tonight, though, 9 p.m. Go check them out. Hopefully they, they get the dub over UCLA and move on. So, um, But Zoe's the go blue for me. Go blue.